Hey everybody, Stephen here from The Truth About Dyslexia. In today's episode, I want to talk about setting boundaries and allowing space. Something I've never been fantastic at and just want to share a few thoughts um, and ideas that could help others that struggle to set true boundaries. Let's dive in. Okay, let's dive into this episode. Now, this episode comes off the back of... Just kind of something I've been challenged with my whole life is, is setting true boundaries and even truly understanding what boundaries mean. You know, in New Zealand, we watch a lot of cricket and cricket, they have boundaries for where the ball gets knocked out of. And if it goes over a certain line, it's six points. And if it's before a certain line, it's four points. Um, and boundaries, apart from that, there's no other real definition in my head. And I kind of, how I picture it is kind of these circular lines around me and certain things happen past a boundary, and certain things happen before a boundary. That's kind of how it sits inside my head. And over the years, I've tried to set, and when I say boundaries, like, to be honest, you know, for me, I don't really use the phrase boundaries. Uh, I like to use the self personal rules. That's a lot easier for me to get my head around. Personal rules. So for example, I have a rule where I have a thing called no meeting Monday. And my rule is I don't set any external meetings or internal meetings with my team on a Monday. And it's a rule. It's in my calendar. Now, I break that rule all the time. <laughs> it's like it's like all the time. I had a meeting this morning. I'm recording this one on a Monday. I had a meeting this morning. And I used to, I used to set these rules. I'd break them a couple of times and then just give up on the rules. And, you know, I, I just think I can't. You know, these boundaries I'm setting or rule, like personal rules, if they're not working perfectly, then something's really wrong. I've stuffed up. There's no point in having them if I keep allowing exceptions. That's how I used to think. And, you know, I just get frustrated with myself going, I've set this, bound, this, this rule or boundary and it's just not working. And I just like, bite my lip and get grumpy. And then over time, what I've learned, and No Meeting Monday is a great example. If there was not a No Meeting Monday section of my diary, I'd probably have three, four, maybe five meetings in the day. That's just how my diary would go. I'd have a bunch of meetings set up. Now, with No Meeting Monday, I'm still allowing maybe one meeting a week for No Meeting Monday. One meeting is appearing. But that there's only one meeting appearing. Me having this boundary or rule has removed potentially 60 to 80% of the meetings I normally would have had. So although it's not perfect, when we, you know how much we all love perfection, the, uh, you know, I've had to let that go and go, actually, setting this rule may not be perfect, but it's got me to 80, 60 to 80% better. And so that's a pretty good rule. That rule has improved. And now that I'm at 60 to 80% better, I can decide, do I want to put my foot down on that final 20% or that final meeting a week? I can look at it and go, what types of meetings are sneaking in there? What am I allowing in there? And what I've realized is I'm allowing meetings I really want. So they're meetings of things that I might not normally get to in the week. Um, and they're things I want to prioritize, but I don't always have space in the other four days. And so I'm actually looking at it going, hmm, I don't mind those meetings on Monday. So I'm going to allow that as an exception to my personal rule, to my boundary. I'm going to have an exception in my boundary. You know, maybe if you think of the boundary as a, a giant circle around you, 
it's kind of like there's a little opening just on the corner of that boundary that I'm aware of and I allow. And so like that's been it's been a massive awareness point because instead of just throwing away personal rules and realizing I can tweak them and improve them and adjust them as they go forward, uh, it allows me to actually set more stable ones. You know, and it's the same thing with with whatever you're doing in your life. That people say, like with with partners, um, you know, at work you've got to have work boundaries. So, for example, you might have a work boundary of saying, "I'm not checking my phone after six p.m. on anything work based," and you can turn off all those notifications. Like smartphones are very good at that between certain hours, um, but occasionally, you know, there's going to be something for work that's going to come up. There's going to be some exceptions to that boundary. And you may not even know what those exceptions are yet, but if you go into setting a boundary like that, knowing there are going to be some okay exceptions, then you're, get, then you're not going to beat yourself up and you're going to make some allowances. You're going to make some kind allowances for yourself. And that's what I never used to do, and it was painful. You know, I'll give you another great example as well. Like, I've talked about the health work that I'm trying to do with myself. It's a big goal this year. And... You know, I try and fast personally. I try and eat for it in an eight-hour window each day. That's just every day, eight-hour window is my happy spot. I just kind of find it good. It allows me to put some structure in. Um, but around that eight-hour boundary, sometimes, and it's usually between, I set it between 12 and 8 o'clock at night, 12 p.m., uh, 12 midday and 8 p.m., I can eat. Um, and I... I try and stick to it. But some days, if I've got meetings, I'll have something at 11.30. You know, sometimes if I'm coming back from football and eat a handful of nuts, I might eat at 8.30 p.m. Um, <clears throat> and I've had to allow those exceptions to the rule. Exceptions to that personal rule, that personal boundary. And because I've set those up, it's really made my life a lot better because I'm, you know, if I do eat at 11.30, I don't care. I don't beat myself up about it. I, I, I say, hey, it's just going to happen. It's fine. I was expecting it. It's all good. Or something that happens that's unexpected. I could add that exception. And that happened the other day. Now, I do these breakfast meetings once a week. Um, they're called B&I, Business Networking International, or something like that. Um, and they're really fun. I enjoy them. Now, I do them at 7 a.m. in the morning, and there's always a breakfast that comes with it. And so when I started to get back into fasting again, uh, which I'm really enjoying, I was like, oh, no. There's going to be breakfast. What do I do? Do I abstain from it? Do I sit around a bunch of people eating? Um, is that going to work for me? And I decide, I sat there and I thought, you know, the old way I would have done, I said, no exceptions. I've said this, I'm going to do it. But this time I said, I said, I've got to make this work for me. What if I allow an exception? I can have breakfast on a Thursday morning when I'm at this meeting. I can do it. I choose something that fits what I'm eating um, and I go with that. And, you know, it was interesting. I, it was only last week that I decided to make this exception rather than overthink it for three weeks and just get frustrated at myself. I just said, hey, this is my life. Me making, how does making this exception if, impact me? And I thought, well, I'm getting up earlier than I normally ever would. And so I'm going to expend more calories. So I'm, if I ate a bit more, it's actually not too bad. Um... If I don't eat earlier, I'm going to get really hungry by about 10 a.m. because I've been up for longer. You know, I get up on those days about 5.30 in the morning and I'm, you know, it's, which is early for me. And so like it's, you know, it's, it's going to actually be beneficial to actually eat. 
And as long as I say high five to myself, I can do it. I won't give myself any additional stress around it. And so by, by making that, that step allowance, it just took a huge weight off my mind. I don't have to worry about it anymore. I just go and do it. And it's fine. And I can use tracking and testing to watch how it affects and impacts what I'm eating and how it plays its part. I can learn from it. And if I need to change in the future, I can change it. Nothing's set in stone. The world keeps adjusting. So allowing myself some leeway to adjust for life and, you know, things that cross over. You know, I don't know about you guys, but I, you know, the struggle of balancing, you know, family life or relationships and business and work and personal health, it's those overlaps that usually cause the biggest issues with boundaries and rules. It's so like for this one, it's my health rule of when I eat crossing over with my business rule of needing to go to a networking breakfast to get business for my company. Um, and those two crossing over, I realized that the business one is a really good big priority in business. So I have to do it and I want to do it. And so I have to make the health one fit in a way that doesn't negatively impact my health, but also is enjoyable. Like it's not, the goal of life is not to uh, create all these rules that are permanent and cause mental distress when they're broken, right? Does that make sense? Like, I'm, I'm, I don't know if you're like me and find yourself from time to time beating yourself up about a, ru a rule or a boundary that's been broken and then just going, oh, why do I even try? Because it happens, right? All I'd say is cut yourself some slack. Give yourself a break. Realize you're the rule setter. You're the boundary creator. You can make exceptions to the rules. Now, to be honest, I what I would one caveat to that is don't create rules that have a thousand exceptions. And I've seen this done, I've done it before, where I go, this is my rule. And then I keep making so many exceptions, I even forget what the rule was in the first place, and then it's exploded in a different way. So what I would say is like if you're setting a rule, make sure there's not more than one to two exceptions to the rule. Don't allow it to get overwhelming because or like over intense, because you know, you just won't remember things and then you'll start to forget the rule existed and it just won't even support you. That's really key. And also, when it comes to the boundaries and rules you're setting, make sure there's a purpose behind it. You know, there's actually a reason, a greater context or a greater reasoning for it. Don't just do it because someone told you to do it. Like, for example, with my No Meeting Mondays, the purpose behind it is I need time to look at the big picture, the strategy, the overview of, of the work I'm doing, the business I'm doing, not just getting stuck in the weeds or the tactics, which it's so easy to do in work. You know, just to keep going and forget why you're doing it. And so I made that on purpose, that, that rule, for that reason. And it's why I allowed an exception of meetings that energize me or improve me, because it actually feeds that. So make sure the exceptions actually matter to what you're creating the boundaries or rules about. That's how I would play the game, should we say. So I hope that's got you thinking. hope that's got your mind ticking along and wondering. I'll, um, and that's, that's me for today. If you've got any questions or thoughts, if you've got any podcast ideas you'd like me to uh, look into for you, you can always email us at hello at truthaboutdyslexia.com. Visit our website, truthaboutdyslexia.com to... Uh, find out more um, and always, always love hearing from the listeners. And thank you for everybody who shares the podcast. It's uh, awesome. Have an epic rest of your day.